Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, as always, attempting to try to speak in my own voice and attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. And uh, now more than ever, and we'll get to this in a few minutes, you know, we, we need to kind of speak up and step up and do something. Uh, as always, if you're new to the show, I just want to thank you with all the craziness that is going on in this world today. All the insanity, all the fear, uh, hatred. I greatly appreciate you taking your valuable time to sit down for a few seconds, have a cup of coffee, take a nice walk, maybe sit outside and give us a listen. It is my absolute honor. And uh, it is times like this. I wish I was smarter. I wish I can contribute more or find an answer. But uh, let's get through, through this together if we can. There's so much information I have in my hands and uh, uh, again, I want to thank you. And again, the, the most important <laughs> question is how are you doing? Are you okay? Are you safe? Are you a little jittery? Or, are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting good exercise? Are you meditating? Are you doing something for you? Because we're going to need, in the next 10, 20 years, we're going to need some strong leadership, good parental skills, good decision-making with all that's going on. So please, 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 and all that you do, please take care of you. So let's kind of get into it. One, I do apologize. I usually try to do a show every two weeks or so. And uh, the book, the new book uh, coming out next March, uh, Return to the River, has been taking up uh, all my time. We're doing editing and rewrites at the same time. And there's things called passes, like where I first pass, and then you edit, rewrite, edit, rewrite, and then you go in another pass. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, making a big cake, per se, or sanding down what we used to call Bondo uh, uh, when, you, when you had cars. You know, uh, there's a dent, you put Bondo on it, and you shave it down, shave it down. And that's what we're doing, and it's a lot of work, but it's a, it's, it's a good story. It's a beautiful story about my character at, uh, at an age that I kind of look back at my life and why did I make certain decisions or why did I fail on this or so forth. And it's, it's a very loving book. It's a haunting love story. And, you know, it, it obviously has a happy ending. And it, it's, it's about my character trying to be of service, you know, in, in, in COVID world and, and, and how we all just kind of like you get at a certain age and you just look back and says, I should have maybe have done this. Maybe I should not have done that. But uh, there is more information on that coming up because uh, uh, I do have a plan um, to, to actually give out some books before the, uh, the book comes out to some of you folks, you know, and, and that's in the works. So I do apologize that I haven't, I haven't gone away and I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm perfectly fine. If anything, I'm trying to get back in stride working out and, you know, do, do, do the weights, get the weights going and do the more cardio, you know, because I want to be in better shape. And, and I think I need that because, uh, you know, there's so much going on. So uh, we have, uh, I want to say hello to a few people before I kind of begin the show. 
as uh, I want to say hello to our, our, our number one fan, Miss Claire New Zealand. She was uh, 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 had COVID, and I hope you're doing well there, Miss Claire. God bless you. You always send in this nice emails and so forth, and and we're, you're in our thoughts and prayers. And it, uh, even my own fire chief, uh, uh, my fire chief at the Russian River, came down with it, and uh, he still it lingers. This this new variant it lingers, and if you're at a certain age, or you know, if you're not in tip top health, it can affect you. I have a, 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 a young lady, a, a former niece of mine. Uh, uh, she, she, she had it. She had the first round of COVID and she's still affected by it. She's a young woman, you know, a young lady for goodness sakes. So it's always important to take care of yourself as best you can. Um, I want to, let me see if I have it here, because this is a different show. We're kind of <laughs> putting it together as we speak here. And before I forget my manners, I want to say a thank you to the lovely Miss Miss Faye. She's the lady that does the intro voice. Beautiful lady. Uh, she's crackerjack. She works six to seven days a week, and and she's a teacher's aide, and she's getting multiple degrees at the same time, as she's taking care of her family, and 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 she's just just a crackerjack lady, and and she helped me put this show together. As busy as she is, we just did this a few minutes ago you know, and so forth. So I want to thank Faye for doing that. Folks, it, it kind of, maybe the shows look easy, but they're, they're, they're just arduous at best. It takes me six to eight hours to try to put something together, and we're kind of doing this in less than four. And, and she was able to help me out. And I, I want to, if I may, I want to say hello to a couple f- folks who wrote us. Uh, Jackie from Lebanon, Pennsylvania. I guess she, she met me a few years ago. And 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 she was very kind to say kind things. And our and our friend Patty from Bellingham, Washington. I guess I, I signed a few books for her, and and she just wanted to say that 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 she listens to the show and she's very very kind. And I see her little, is that her is that her daughter or her granddaughter? Cutie patootie there, little little lady there. But uh, I just want you all to know that we do try to, l- you know, read the emails and 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 the Facebooks and. Uh, uh, comments and so forth, and I just want you to let you know that I'm I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have to get to this because what I'm going to say this over and over and over: doing nothing ain't working. Doing nothing is not working. We've had well over 310 shootings in the last six plus months. Unbelievable. Since uh, th- there's a uh, there's a gun violence archive that tracks uh, shootings since uh, 2014, and and they were they were tracking uh, shootings on the Fourth of July in particular. So since 2014, we have 340 people that have been killed in Fourth of July weekend, injuring well over 1,400. Un. Believable. Uh, and before I forget my manners, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the uh, Matthew McConaughey and his beautiful wife were kind enough to step up and, and get into the fray and, and, and address the, uh, the press at the White House. And, and if you haven't seen it, you, you, it's, it's very emotional. And it should be. It should be. Because... We, we have to. I, I wish I was a politician. I wouldn't be well liked at all. 
I mean, <laughs> I'd probably be recalled or something, but gosh darn it, I will do something. I mean, no one's trying to take anybody's guns away, per se. But but this this is just, this is a, w- g- genocide on children, in a sense. Unbelievable. And mistakes were made in Texas, and, and they're going to have to vet through that and take responsibility for that. But I remember duck and cover days. You know, growing up, the atomic bomb was going to blow us and duck and cover. That was, okay, that's not really going to do a lot, but maybe it does something to make our kids feel safe and we need we need to do something more than what we're doing right now ladies and gentlemen i remember uh when my son was just a baby there was a gerber recall gerber baby food there was a speck of glass in one of the baby uh, food jars and immediately they recalled it they recalled it immediately gerber recalled it uh, 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 I, I guess some congressmen say we have to do something. We've got to save the children. And it was a big thing. Took them off the shelves and then, you know, fixed it and rolled back out. And and it's it's not hard to, to, to have universal background checks. To me, hell, t- let's charge a penny on taxes for that. What I'm trying to convey, ladies and gentlemen, with, with the Gerber thing, we, we, we probably saved five, ten kids. But it was an effort. If we can have, if we can save ten kids a year, twenty, a hundred kids a year, to, 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 to have better background checks. But then the other side of the coin is, well, Dave, what about the war on drugs now? We've had billions and billions of dollars, and people go underground to get their drugs, and they'll go underground to get their guns too. I, I understand that. But we need to start doing better because, again, if we can save 100 kids, 100 people from being assassinated, for God's sakes, I, 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 I think that's, that's, that's pretty damn important, for goodness gracious. You know what's amazing? Uh, I live in Northern California, about an hour and a half north of San Francisco, which is exactly about an hour and a half from Oakland, California. Oakland and, and San Jose, California, which is south of San Francisco, it's just, it's, it's a slaughterhouse. I, I, I am so ashamed and so embarrassed at the same time. I can't imagine being a police chief. Gosh, I, I, I see that police chief in Oakland just about every day on the news. And I can't imagine what him and his people are going through, let alone uh, uh, the, 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 the fine folks of Oakland, California. They've had four shootings in three days. Four shootings in three days, in, including, uh, uh, let me see, a three-year-old boy that was shot and killed. A three-year-old boy. A week and a half ago, a 14-year-old boy was killed by a sniper rifle in Oakland, for goodness sakes. What in the wide, wild world of sports is going on here, America? And, and you know, I kind of have a little bit of an answer for that, but get to that in a second because now we have to talk about the highland shooter i don't even want to say this person's name it's it's just disgusting uh uh this just came out and it'll probably be in the news here in a day or two but the 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 police believe that the shooter had planned the attacks for weeks and was wearing women's clothing so he can blend in and 
After the first attack, he thought about the idea of contemplating him going to Madison, Wisconsin. He was going to drive around, and he had another, I guess, 60 rounds at that point. I just, it's just terrible. And there's definitely some mental illness, and that's what we really need to discuss. That's the core of this. The shooter, the Highland shooter in April 2019, attempted suicide. Five months later, five months later, he was lo- you know, lobbing threats in his own family. You know, and, I, and, and everybody said, well, he's a kind person, a very gentle person, a shy person. But in, in, inside his head, I mean, he, he was playing all these uh, video games, I guess, PlayStation games about killing and killing and killing. And he gave himself the code name 47. Now, it's already out there like, well, hang on. He shot everybody on July the 4th, which is 7-4. I, I don't know. But there's definitely some mental illness there, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. I just and, and the sad part is, during that shooting, there was a two-year-old boy wandering around. He couldn't find his parents because his parents were assassinated by the Highland shooter. And, 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 and thank God, you know, I, I'm, I'm so embarrassed in my country right now. But at the same time, in times of tragedy, we have talked about this. People just, without thinking, step up and step in and do something. Some civilians saw this little kid just walking around crying, walking around crying. And they scooped him up, scooped him up and protected the kid. They made sure he got to the proper authorities and people were contacted. And, and, you know, again, a two-year-old boy has no parents. But thank goodness that people, there were a lot of people, I saw some footage. Some people were running away and some people stopped in the middle of the street and said, go, go, go. You know, crawl, run, go. You know, and you saw people grabbing strangers by the arm, by the shoulder, by the hair. Go this way, go this way. Helping each other out. Thank God. Thank God for that. And it's some, we've always talked about this. Sometimes it's the small things that make a world of difference. Because I bet you when things settle down, hopefully people feel safe enough to go back to the scene and say, hey, thank you for this. Oh, thank you for that. You're a good person. Something. In times of tragedy, hopefully something can come out of it, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully. Um, with that, I... I got a question from uh, Estelle from Helena, Montana. And she says, how do we make our schools safe? I, 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 I don't know, sweetheart. I don't know because from what I understand, the schools are doing all that they can, whether it's barricading, you know, the doors or, you know, uh, I heard one school has like a hammer below the window so if something happens they just break the glass and just jump out you know they're 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 trying to do the best that they can uh some people are saying well we need to revisit giving teachers guns no 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 think about it what if what if the gun is lost what if a kid uh uh, picks the, the the lock to the desk and that's where the gun's at you know there's there's so much to this ladies and gentlemen you know, we're talking about making schools into prisons, in a sense, with millions of metal detectors. I don't know. 
I just can't imagine being a teacher right now. I talked to Faye. She, she, again, she's a teacher's aide, and she's been doing it for years. And uh, th- they, they had a, a pretty bad scare right before the end of school with, with COVID. And, 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 and she had to be the cafeteria lady, the hall monitor, the teacher, uh, administrator. It's, 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 it's kind of like what's, what we're seeing in the medical profession. Because a couple weeks ago, I helped out a neighbor. She wasn't able to drive. She was very, very sick, and it could have gone real bad for her. We got her in the ER, and yet it was just so, you can see, and I, as a former first responder, you know, oh, I know this person. How are you doing? Not good. What do you mean? I'm working seven days a week. I'm working 12 hours a day. I just want, I can't even do laundry. <laughs> I haven't seen my family. And a lot of people are getting worn down. And I know it's, it's affecting our medical profession. Uh, I, I talk to uh, uh, folks who drive the ambulances and so forth. This is, this is, this is some serious stuff, fo- folks. So what do we do about the schools to make them safe? Maybe we get involved more as parents or PTA or something. I, I don't know. I mean, we've had things like neighborhood watches, which I was going to talk about here in a little bit. You know, to c- get the community involved. Maybe we do something like that. Maybe some parents work at the schools as, as, as a hall monitor, per se. I, I don't know. And I cannot imagine being a parent in this day and age. Uh, my, my, my son and his, his lovely wife, you know, raising their, their, their son. He's turning three here in a few months. Uh, uh, SJ, God bless. I just don't know. But I, I, I do know that we don't need to live in fear, ladies and gentlemen. We have to uh, adjust as best we can. It's, uh, I, I remember uh, uh, after the shootings, there was, a lot of, there was a few shootings in movie theaters. And now it's really weird because every time I go to a movie theater, I'm always looking for the exit. I, 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 I actually sit like on the top row. <laughs> Because one, I want to see the picture, but two, I want to see what's going on below me too. I mean, we, we adjust, in a sense. But I, 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 a lot of people are saying I'm not going to have my kids go to play in any parks, or go to school. I, I, I don't know if that's the answer. That's kind of a knee-jerk thing. And again, you're giving in to fear, in a sense. But I want the children to feel safe. Um, I think I had. Did I have another question? Uh, Jane from Colorado Springs, how can we trust that our children will be safe in our schools? And, 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 and we've kind of addressed that. But again, I want you all to know that we, I try to address your questions. And again, I wish I was smart and I had all the answers. But obviously, people who are more vast in intelligence of security and so forth, you know, I, I, I know they're working on it. It's just, it's, it's, it's not a simple fix. It's not a simple fix. It just, what saddens me and frightens me to the core is the motive and the mind of some of these killers. Because you know there's some issues there, for goodness sakes. There is a lot of stress. There is a lot of mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. And I predict it's going to be around for at least another 20, 30 years. And part because of COVID, in part because of lots of things, ladies and gentlemen. It's never the one thing. It's always lots of teeny, tiny things that just uh, 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 erupt, in a sense, that people feel like they're pushed past a certain limit. 
I felt that before I moved from Sea Ranch down to the Russian River. I was working two different uh, fire districts, trying to pack and move, which was impossible in, in the middle of COVID, uh, trying to give out help giving out shots. I was trying to help out financially, giving people little gift cards so they could have something to eat because a lot of these folks were just had, had nothing. And then trying to find a place and then, of course, trying to get furniture and everybody in queue, blah, blah, blah. I got to tell you, I was, I was really looking at it now. I, I, was there, I was past my limit. And I cannot imagine how, 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 how people are making it in this day. I mean, let, let, let's just talk about some small things, shall we? Gas. Gas. In Northern California, there is a town called Mendocino. Uh, and uh, gas there, as of today, is $10.50. Shall I say that again? Gas in Mendocino, California, $10.50 a gallon. Last year, I think it was three eighty-six, and people were screaming. Un. Believable, and then you got monkey flu. <laughs> you still got uh, uh, what the 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 Terminator that never quits. COVID. What variant are we on right now? I don't even know. Unbelievable. Baby formula. Used cars. Do you know that used cars? Uh, are, are are the prices have jacked up so high they're almost as much as a new car, because there's a shortage. On. Believable housing market has exploded. I think I was fortunate when I finally got my little town home. It's a little town home. It's really cute. I'm so proud of it. You know, I, I think I have 1,100 square feet, which is fine. It's great for my grandson when the kids visit, you know, and, 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 and I'm happy as a clam. Across the street, uh, 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 another town home, I think for 900 square feet, Sold for six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. That's right. Show me the money. Six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. I. What is going on? For goodness sakes! Of course, people are stressed out. You know, there's shortages in food, uh, meats, poultry. Uh, it's it's you know, and and I, I hate to say this, but we're all adults here. You know, most of us are anyway. Uh, there, there's people freaking out because they can't get their whiskey. They can't get their vodka. And I understand it. Uh, when COVID first came out, I, I talked to a friend of mine. He used to work for uh, Budweiser. He was one of the regional directors in Southern California. He said in a week, booze went up, uh, uh, consumption went up over 400%. My goodness. And then you have to think about, too, you know, the stress that that causes, you know, if you're an alcoholic or, you know, you're addicted to drugs. And then what happens there with whether you're s you self-destruct or your family kind of is, is, is affected by the collateral damage. I mean, this, this is a lot of stuff that we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. And then on top of that, uh, Roe versus Wade. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I just, I, there's a... Uh, a statement from a, a friend, Samantha, from Arlington, Texas. Whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, my body is my body, and I should be able to choose what happens with it. Who has the right to tell me what to do with my body? Absolutely spot on. Spot on.
I, I just, I do not. Uh, this, this, this thing has set back women's rights at least 40 years. And to me, uh, as an adult male in my 60s, and I've lived through a lot of changes, I've seen, I've seen us evolve, evolve. You know, we've, we've, we've taken a lot of steps back, and we have a long ways to go, but we've evolved gay rights. Gay rights. We have taken so much strides that if you're homosexual or, or bisexual, whatever your gender is, we welcome you. We welcome you. We embrace you as we should. And now, what, what Roe versus Wade now? That devalues women, hmm, which is half of our population. Uh-oh. Oh, my. I cannot imagine if, if I had a girl how upset I would be. But you know what? In, in times of strife, there's people that step in and step up. Now, I want to read this very carefully. I'm quoting now. Listen to me very carefully. If your state no longer allows you to plant shopping, I will take you. You can come to my house. Stay on my couch. I will drive you to the plant shop. I will go with you. I will wait for you. I will take you home safely. I will take you plant shopping. Understand what I'm saying? You will not be alone. You will not be without. You deserve to choose what happens to your garden. And I will do anything I can to help you do that. Ho, ho. Wow. Wow. And again, I want to thank Miss Faye for, 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 for giving us that. And again, you know, being a young lady herself, I, I, I just, and, and it, another thing too is I have a lady who still works with me. She's my longest female relationship and has not ended with death or divorce. <laughs> the lovely Miss uh, Kathy Esty, we call her. Mrs. C or Mama C. It all depends on what's going on in the office. And she is uh, 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 a little bit older than me. But I cannot admit, we were talking on the phone just a few minutes before the show. And, and, and she, she, says, she, she says she can't even talk. She can't even articulate her feelings or how she just feels so horrible. And again, she says, what are they going to do? Not let us vote? Not let us drive anymore? Unbelievable. I, I, I do not understand the logic. And here's the thing, too. It, 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 it kind of leaked out. There is a 16-year-old girl. Yes, a girl. 16-year-old child. 16, teen, teenager, child, girl, who was raped. And she's pregnant. And she says, I do not want this baby. I, th I, this is this, I, I don't want this baby. And what, 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 what do we say to her? What do we say to her parents? I, I just don't understand. Here's the thing. No one, no one should ever have to feel afraid in this country. No one. Whether you're black or white or gay or straight or old or young, and especially women, now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get blowed back, but I'm a big boy. I am sexist. I am. I'm proud to say that. I treat everybody equally, but I treat women better. And I love it. I love the days of, 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 of Cary Grant, the days of John Wayne, 
You know, when a gentleman was a gentleman, but how's a girl like you get to be a girl like you? When you opened up a door for a lady, guys would wear hats and they'd give the lady the nod. Films like Meet Me in St. Louis, Boy Meets Girl on the trolley. And at the end of the day, they kiss and, you know, they get married and white picket fence. I'm a romantic. I'm always for the underdog because I was an underdog, obviously. And I don't like bullying. And I don't like anybody trying to oppress oppress anybody. And I, I, I just don't understand the logic of this. But we, we should do better than that, ladies and gentlemen. But, 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 with, 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 with insurmountable problems and situations, there's no quick fix. I, I think the days, uh, and, and part of it is, you know, with, with technology, we got things easy with the Internet. And now they're talking about you can order something on the Amazon and a drone will deliver it to your house in 45 minutes or less. Oh, my gosh. You can tender swipe a relationship, hook up, break up in a matter of what, two or three hours. And I really think if COVID has taught us anything, is that, you know, there's no more quick fixes. And there's, there's different, per se, tsunami effects per se, because of COVID, whether we work from home or social distancing or dating or what have you. And I really do believe it. This The, the COVID is like the Terminator, a bad Terminator series. I'll be back and back and I'll be coming back to get you. One way or another, I get you. It's just unbelievable. So what I'm trying to convey is, you know, we need to start taking a step back and there's no flip switch. And with that, I'm, I'm talking about you know, mental health. Because mental health is not a quick fix. Listen to your host. Duh. I'm a, I'm, I'm a white-hot mess. I, Mrs. C said it perfectly. Do not, do not use unless time of war. Do not break glass unless time of extreme war. Pelzer, you're great on the job. You give great job. But on personal, personal, personal relationships, not so good. I try my best. I got to tell you, I'm a romantic. Talk to the lovely Miss Kay. Ho, ho. You know, talk to my, uh, uh, Stephen's mom. You know, I, I just did something for her because I thought she needed it. And I told the kids, Stephen and his wife, I said, this is going to be a family project for your mom. Let's do something nice for your mom. We're a family. You know, I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm okay at certain things. But there's certain things I just, you know, not, not as good as I should be. Because I have issues with intimacy and trust. This is why I do the show. One of the reasons why I do the show is I'm, I'm tired of the master motivational speaker. I am so perfect. Yes, do as I say because I know everything. Who the, what? No one. No one is perfect. It's a yin-yang. You might be great on the job, but, you know, personal relationships. Maybe, you're, you know, that doesn't work out. Or maybe your body's physically fit, but, you know, there's other issues. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud to say that, 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 that I'm, I'm only human, and I make a lot of mistakes, but I do try. I truly do try to do my best in all things. That's my success. People are always like, well, you've done this and done this and done this, da-da-da. Well, you don't see how many times I fall or fail. But I do attempt to try, and I know the value of life. I know what it's like to be less than zero, where you're, you're nothing. You're not even a 
speck of, uh, you're nothing. You're not a grain of sand. You're not a, you're not a crumb, which is why I try to embrace and help out as much as I can because I think that is so important. And, and for me, it was, it, you know, there was, uh, I was rescued as a kid. It was a very grand rescue in a sense. But before that, it was always the small things that kept me going. People who said, good job on your school report. You've got this. I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had so many people tell me in the last few months, because this book has been so aggravating, the, the book I'm working on, the editing and so forth. And it's just, ah, oh, it's mind-numbing because I'm trying. It's, it's got a lot of threads to it. It's got a lot of flashbacks and setups and so forth. You know, it's like, it's, to me, it's a movie. It's, 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 a, it's a movie. And out of nowhere, I had three people tell me in like two days, hey, Dave, you got this. You can do it, man. You've got it locked up. And it really helped. Again, strangers grab a two-year-old kid. And what if they didn't? What if they didn't? And God forbid that kid would have, that, that might have been targeted. Does this make sense, ladies and gentlemen? The small things. So what I'm trying to convey is this. We have to take care of ourselves. If you, if you're sick and, 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 and you, you eventually you may have to go to the hospital. If you're having dark thoughts, if you're kind of overly anxious, I mean, talk to someone. Talk to your parents. Sit down. Mom, Dad, I don't know what's going on. Be open. Talk to your kids. Listen to them. Tell them this is the no judgment zone. We're going to talk in the living room. You can say five swear words, but no more than six. And we're going to talk it out because we're concerned about you. You're not well as you should be. I remember one time I was counseling somebody. I, I, I don't know if it was a gentleman or a lady. And uh, it might have been a lady, I think. And, and she got very embarrassed and she started to purge and cry, which is good. That's good. When people cry, that's good. When people yell, that's good. They're getting it out of their system. They're getting this bile brock, out of their system. A lot of people have the tendency, including myself, I have a problem, and I'll just kind of talk about it a little bit, but it hurts too much, and I just swallow. It's like vomiting and swallowing your own vomit. Let's just get it out. When you vomit, when you vomit, you're getting out all this bile, and you've got to get it all out of your system. Nine times out of ten, a uh, half hour later, you got mouthwash. Uh, clothes are in the laundry, or the laundry's in the... <laughs> clothes are in the laundry, David. The clothes are in the laundry. And uh, you put on new clothes and you're eating ice cream. Hmm, okay. You see what I'm saying? I think a lot of people are swallowing and swallowing and swallowing and stressing, for goodness sakes. Unbelievable. And I remember telling the lady, what can you say to me that I haven't heard? What, what, I'm not going to love you any less. This is the no judgment zone. I think we should kind of just step it up a little bit Monitor ourselves, look at our triggers, look at our stress points, take a deep breath. You know, because I have, uh, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I, I, I've had insomnia for many, many years. I, I think I had it when I was about three or four. I always felt too afraid to sleep. And because of what happened to me as a kid, I couldn't let my guard down when I lived in my mom's house. And it seemed like every time I did, she would catch me and I was just terrified, terrified. Uh, when I was in the Air Force, flying for the Air Force, I never, I never slept 
uh, before a flight. Never. And I've had thousands and thousands of flights. When we would fly from California to either England or California to Okinawa, Japan, uh, they rotate crews so they can sleep, get a couple hours of sleep. I never slept. Never. And yet, I would sleep in war zones. I, uh, when I went to Katrina, I slept pretty good there. Uh, Joplin, Missouri, after tornadoes, I slept pretty well there. Or when I went to the Middle East for <laughs> summertime, vacation. Oh, ho. <laughs> no vacation there. I slept like a baby. But I have a hard time sleeping, even to this day. But I try to make it work for me. Like I'll work on a book or I'll do housework or I'll do a project, you know, in the middle of the night. But what I'm trying to convey is, you know, you think. Because I was thinking, oh, my God, this, this book's going to be terrible. Oh, my God, did I say something to that person? And did I, did I, was I too funny or did it, was it taken the wrong way? You know, your mind just starts to spin. That's what I'm trying to convey. With all this stuff going on, you would be abnormal if you weren't concerned. How, we, how we, can we afford $10 for gas? How are we going to do? Because here's what I do, ladies and gentlemen. I adjust. Usually, I, I, uh, before I do a show, I, 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 I have a list of things to do. Pick up dry cleaning, which is about 40 miles away. And Bed Bath & Beyond, Costco, Joe needs this. I have a neighbor named Joe. He doesn't do too well. So I go shopping for Joe. And I go to the Trader Joe's or Costco, and, you know, I, do, I, I have a list. That's what I do when I drive. I just start talking to myself. <laughs> I, start, I actually start doing a show. See what's going on in the world today, what's going on in America today, politics or what have you, or movies coming out. And I just talk. And I go, oh, that's a good line. And I'll try to write it down. You know, or I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I pre-do the show. But now I have to adjust because gas is so... You know, sky high. Hence, you know, I was trying to do the show in the house rather than driving. But I'm trying to say this. What we have to do is we adjust to the small things. I get overwhelmed like everybody else. But I have to adjust. Hence, I work out. You know what I'm doing more than ever? I sit. I'll get, I'll be working on the book. And I'll get so wrapped up and so, (sighs) oh my gosh. So excited, so hyper. I, my, my brain just feels like it's squeezing itself. And duh, I just go outside and sit. Or better than that, I plant flowers. I plant, I rearrange my flowers. Everybody knows that. Oh, you're working on your garden. Didn't you plant that yesterday? Yeah, but I'm moving it today. I'm moving from here to here. It's called grounding. It's called grounding. So I, I find something and I relax my head. I'm going, oh my gosh, there's the answer. To the challenge of this one scene that I work on. Oh my gosh. It's like Charlie Chaplin. Want to talk about a perfectionist. Oh my God. You want to talk about great actor, director. But personally, man, oh man. I would look at and compare it to him. I mean, wow. And there was a scene he was working on. It was uh, back in the days before talkies. And it was the series he worked on was called The Tramp. Okay. So in one film... He's trying to impress a blind lady that he's not a tramp, that he has money. And for eight months, they were trying to shoot the scene, a five-second scene, and nothing was working. And finally, he, he's, he just is in the studio, and he's talking. He goes, oh, my God, that's it. What if we had a car come up, a rich guy opens the door, shuts it. 
And then Charlie, or the tramp would step in front of the blind lady, thinking he's the rich guy. Something so simple. You get what I'm saying? When you're stressing out, ladies and gentlemen, and we're all stressed out, do something for yourself that's simple, that makes you feel safe. And when you get those thoughts at 2 o'clock in the morning, flush them away. I swear to God, flush them away. Another thing that I'm doing too, and again, this is impromptu. I, I hope I'm not blathering too much. I listen to series like, like uh, The Office. Uh, or, or right now I'm listening to 30 Rock, uh, all the episodes of 30 Rock. And it's so smart. It's actually, the timing is like from the Jack Benny show. It's a one, two, boom, three. It's, it's hit, hit, jab with the jokes. And they're so smart. But I'll listen to it so I deliberately laugh. I'll be cooking. I'll just laugh. I'll be sitting outside and I kind of peek in. Liz Lemon and Jack Donnelly, and I laugh. Maybe you can do something like that, whether it's music or listen to a movie or something. But I'm trying to impress upon you, take care of yourself so you don't overly, overly, overly stress out. Does that make sense? Because, again, there's no quick fixes. And and people are getting uh, – I've had so many conversations with people. I had a, a gentleman who was at the end of his rope, age 41, hmm, okay, and, 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 and he wanted, and it's his words, I need you, David, to give me a Hail Mary pass. I'm like, what? What? And he told me his situation. He, he was a, a heavy, heavy drinker, lost, lost his jobs, lost all his monies, yet he's still married, I think, with three or four kids, and he's at the end of his rope, and, 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 and he needs me to fly out to see him right now at this moment and, and, and sit down and, and he wants to be a master motivational speaker. Yet he has so much anger. I was talking to him on the phone. He would yell, you, you, you need to hear all my life story. I said, sir, I don't. I don't have 5,000 hours. I'm talking to you for over an hour and you're yelling at me. But you need to, you, everybody, I, I have a message. What's your message? I don't know. You have to tell me what my message is. No. I need a quick fix. So what you're, and basically I got him to settle down, and what he wanted was for me to hire him as a master motivational speaker. I says, well, we're not in that business, and I don't hire. And, and usually, you know, guys like Robbins and, 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 and these other, you know, speakers, professional speakers, you know, it takes them like a good 10, 20 years to build a base, to get a following, da-da-da. Because a lot of people think, well, Dave, you know, your life is so easy. I'm going, no, I was doing this for like decades before the book hit. And I was doing it decades after the books hit. Doing little things, whatever, like like a podcast show or, or whatever. It takes time. But this man wanted a quick fix and bottom line, he wanted me to give him, I think, $168,000. And and, and that, that, that will suffice for now. And I'm thinking, mm, and he was he was sincere. He thought in his mind that this would save him, and it'd save him just like that. And, and I know people, when we get scared, we get desperate, and sometimes we entertain thoughts we shouldn't. I know this, because I've, I've been there too. We've been through an awful lot, and it's going to take a while. But what I'm trying to convey, and I know I'm rambling here, I'm sorry, but this is so important. You have to take care of yourself. 
before you can take care of anybody else. And if you need help, get the help that you deserve. I was born and raised, if you went to a shrink, oh, my God, you're crazy. You're cuckoo kachoo. You're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. How about this? We live in an age right now where things are, except for Rowan Wade, we live in more of an inclusive world. There is absolutely no shame to say, I have a problem and I need help. Get the help that you deserve. Because at the end of the day, I want you to be happy. When the fit is hitting the shan, I want you to laugh. I do. You know, mind over matter. I don't mind. This stuff doesn't matter. Shootings are extremely, this is an epidemic. It is an epidemic, and we need to address that. But at the same time, let's break it down and do what we can. So what? We recall Gerber baby food. We might have saved five kids, but those five kids can go on to be the President of the United States, cured for cancer, cured for COVID. You see, we need to step up, step in, go into the breach, grab a kid that needs help. We need to take care of ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. And I hate saying these words. My thoughts and prayers are probably nothing. Nothing. But I think we, we should do better, ladies and gentlemen. Again, no one should be scared to live in this country. No one. So please, as I try to wrap up here, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends. Look out for each other. Pull someone aside. Joe, I've been thinking about you, man. And I'm concerned. You know, I've been there too. I always tell people, think, you know, think with, with you know, good thoughts of what you want to say and do. But always act with purity of the heart. Because if anybody fumbles and stumbles, it's your, it's your, it's your host, Mr. Pelzer here. Ho, ho. But you know what? At least I try to attempt to give you my absolute best. Because I will tell you this. You are not alone. I know a lot of people are scared right now. And a lot of people are, are isolating themselves. You are not alone. If you can hear the sound of my voice, how it resonates, I'm speaking with purity of the heart. You are not alone. You deserve to be happy. And you deserve to feel safe. You truly, truly do. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show I was, I was thinking it would be a short show. I always say that. This one's going to be short. This one's going to be short. And I, I, I think we ran a little long. But I, again, folks, I appreciate you listening. I truly do. And God bless you. But let, let's do some house cleaning as we always do. We always want to thank our very good friend, Pat Matheny, of the Pat Matheny Group and his, his, his management staff, allowing us to use his songs. And you know what? Uh, here's what I do sometimes, ladies I'm going to go another riff here. When, when I'm not feeling too good, I'll, 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 I'll pull up a song from the past. Uh, uh, I just listened to uh, Across the Universe from the film Pleasantville. It's a, a version by Miss Apple, Fiona Apple, I think is her name, the artist. And it's so beautiful. And I think right now it is so timely. Across the Universe. Uh, from the movie Pleasantville, uh, uh, Fiona Apple, I think it's the artist's name. But what I'm trying to convey is, you know, I, I'll listen to Pat Metheny songs I haven't heard in 20 years. It just settles me down. So go to his website. Check it out. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to kind of get to this. You know, right now, we need to keep the faith. 
and ourselves and our families and, 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 and for, for, for those running the country and the state, to our police officers, to our detectives, the people that are really on the front lines, ladies and gentlemen, the medical personnel, we need to put our thoughts and prayers into these folks. Just know, you know, the work that they're doing. So keep faith in yourself because you never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. All right? So with that, you say a prayer. It's a Baptist prayer, believe it or not, is do as much as you can for as long as you can for as many as you can. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, please take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.